You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. All right, everybody, I want to welcome you all back to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I am your host, Michael C., and today I am joined by a couple who, of course, I encountered on Twitter. They're a hot wife couple, and I think they're going to be very interesting to talk to. So I want to take this time to introduce you to Mr. B as well as Mrs. B. So why don't you guys say hi? Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So let's go ahead and just uh, kind of jump right into this. Um, Mr. B, I'll start with you. Kind of take me back to the to the very beginning. What do you remember about like the first time you had that thought of, you know, your wife being with somebody else and that exciting you? Uh, it wasn't very long after we were together, and I just start, I, I was watching the way men would look at her when we were out. Um, uh, I would, I called it, I would watch them watch her and she would be like, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the view. But I was really, I was watching men's reactions to her and then, um, began to just sort of fantasize about it, uh, on my own until I got up the courage to tell her about it. Okay. So when you first started noticing this, how old were you at the time? Uh, this was about eight years ago. Okay. We've been together We've been eight years, so about eight years ago. Okay, so this was pretty much right in the beginning of your relationship with her. Yes. Okay, so you guys have been together for eight years, so uh, were you single all the way up until that time, or was there a prior marriage in your past? Uh, both of us have had prior marriages. Okay, and yeah. you never had these thoughts or feelings with your ex? Um. I did to an extent, but never, it never really, uh, I would say went past just a couple of fleeting thoughts here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, but with, uh, with her, it's, it just, it sort of happened right away. Cause she is an incredibly attractive, uh, gorgeous woman. So right. I, well, as we walk down the street or sit in a restaurant, I mean, it was quite noticeable that she was turning heads and I just, I found that very intriguing. Okay, what I'm what I'm trying to get to, and this is why I asked you the first time that you had the thought, not necessarily pertaining to her. I'm just trying to figure out, like, like the first time that happens for most guys or a lot of guys, there's kind of that moment of what the hell just happened because we're not used to that. Guys, you, you usually associate guys with, you know, someone looks at my girl, someone talks with my girl. Guys usually react in a jealous way. And then there's that I moment where we kind of – catch ourselves not being jealous, but, but being excited by it. And then there's that moment of, wait a minute, what just happened? Like that moment when you realize that the way that you think is different from the way that guys traditionally think. And that's what I was uh, kind of digging for was to find out when, when was that moment for you? Like I well, said, it might've been before you even I met have, her. Yeah. I have never been a jealous person. Mm-hmm. I never at all. I've never been jealous. And, and we've talked about that and, and why am I not jealous? 
Um, so in, in past relationships, you know, I've kind of thought about it. Um, but the person I was with was, they were not really open to it. Um, and, and I just knew that I just knew they would not be open to it. So, um, I just never really pursued it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but with her, uh, you know, we both had our, our separate lives and everything and then come together. And one of the things that attracted me to her was our ability to communicate. Mm -hmm. And that foundation of so much of the lifestyle of any, whatever variation you're in, you've got to communicate. And from day one, we just, we tell each other everything. I mean, there was no holding back. There was no, let me ease into it. We just began to talk to each other so openly and, uh, and so freely that when I had the thought, um, it wasn't very long before I, I brought it up to her. Okay. So in your previous marriage, when you had the thought, even though, as you said, they were fleeting and maybe part of that was because the lines of communication weren't open as much, but what, what was it that made you keep those thoughts to yourself? Like, why didn't you voice those thoughts in your previous marriage? I didn't think they were going to be received well. That was all. I just didn't think they were going to be received well. It was um, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, it just didn't. It didn't seem like a good idea to bring it up. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of suppressed it, and 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 had the suppression until I met her, and then I felt comfortable in talking about it. Okay. So, at what point were you made aware that? there were other men out there that did this? Like, when did you realize that, okay, there are, there are people out there who do this. Was it before you brought it up to her or after you brought it up to her? After. When we, when we decided to try, one of the things we said we were going to do was we're going to try anything and everything we can, at least once. Mm -hmm. That was just something we said. Um, we, we always joke and say when we're, sitting on the rocking chair uh, on the front porch and we're rocking, we never want to be able to think, oh my, I wish we had tried that. We want to be able to say, oh, remember when we did X and it was fun? Or we may say, remember when we did that? And that was terrible. We're glad we didn't do it, but one time. Um, you know, the, the, the seriousness, we decided we were going to try things together. Mm -hmm. uh, everything was going to be done as a team. So we decided to try the lifestyle, and that was all we kind of knew was the traditional lifestyle of couple swapping. Right. And we kind of, you know, got into that, and it just didn't, um, it didn't resonate with us real well. And it wasn't until I stumbled across a Tumblr site um, that I realized that there was this uh, entire subculture of hot wifing and wife sharing mm -hmm. and then began to explore it. And, and I have to say Tumblr kind of opened our eyes to that, that it was out there. And then we began to then talk to other couples and, and began to do our research. And, and that's when we found out. And I told her one day when I realized it, I said, I'm not the only one. There are other guys that think like this. And that was the revelation. Okay, so I'm just trying to make sure that I understand the timeline. So with your ex, you kind of had fleeting thoughts. 
and then you met your current wife and you had more confidence to share those thoughts with her. But at this time, you had no idea that there were other men out there that, that, that thought about this kind of thing. So even though you were thinking about her being with other men because of the attention that she was getting, being that you didn't know that the hot wife lifestyle or the wife sharing lifestyle was a thing, you thought your only way to get into this was to go the traditional couple swinging route. Yes. Okay. And then through that, now... Did you have experiences before you stumbled across this Tumblr page or was this still in the talking to other couples and just not feeling that it was, was right for you? Or had you actually been with other couples and then realized that this wasn't giving you the feeling that you were looking for? Uh, no, we had, we had, uh, had experiences with, with couples. Okay. And, uh, just sort of by, um, talking to, uh, some couples, uh, the the wives talked about uh, having a single guy experience, and we didn't even know. I'll be honest, we didn't know that was possible um, in the lifestyle. So we were kind of given some pointers and, and where to go, and so we did, and we set one up. We set up a single guy experience, and he was very experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a true bull very experienced, came with with references and recommendations. And, um, we had a phenomenal, uh, experience with him. And that's when I, you know, confirmed and validated the feelings that I was having of being able to watch her participate when I wanted to, or just sit back and watch when I wanted to. Okay. But we still, I still didn't know that I, I did not know about the dynamic being, an entire subculture and that's the term I'm going to use. I still didn't realize it at that point. Right. So when you had those, those experiences with couples and, you know, I guess the two of you are engaged with, like she's engaged with the husband and you're engaged with the wife. Was it that you found yourself paying more attention to her than you were the woman that you were playing with? Well, we actually, the, the way that it, it sort of evolved was I would watch her play with them as a couple. Okay, so she was uh, kind of like their unicorn. Yes. Okay, and you would just kind of have I a... Was, I was there, I was there, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully engaged. I, I would just sort of step back, and I was enjoying watching her with them. Okay, so you and had that, zero interest in playing with the wife. Yes. You're... Your sole focus was watching your wife just in the beginning. It was watching her with both of them. But what you really wanted to do was just watch her with him. Or, or both of them. It, it really didn't matter. It's just watch her with them mm-hmm. or with him. We've just found out over, again, through uh, trial and error, that when we engage a couple, there's an expectation. And we've had some couples tell us flat out, well, if, uh, if everybody doesn't play, then we're not interested. Um, or if you're really interested in that, then, you know, give her a hall pass and then we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on it after. Right. Right. They weren't too into right. just having you sitting there, just not being involved, just kind of as a correct. voyeur aspect of it. Yes, correct. Okay. And we went to some house parties and we encountered the same thing when they were traditional, 
lifestyle couple swapping house party. I I didn't participate or, or didn't want to. I wanted to watch her. And then it became, well, you know, if you're all not going to play and then the invitations would drop off because we weren't a fully. Right. Uh, you weren't a full swap type of couple. We weren't a full swap couple. Correct. Okay. Now let's kind of pause it right there for a second. So for you, Mrs. B, kind of take me back to the beginning uh, for you. The first time you remember him, you know, speaking this into existence, like the first time you ever heard him mention anything about even just being excited at the idea of guys looking at you. Like, what do you remember about that? Oh my, well, candidly speaking, what went through my mind was, are you out of your mind? You've got to be crazy. And I realized later that what I was doing was I was imposing my, my emotions, my, my feelings upon him that how I would not enjoy that. I could not stomach, I couldn't even stomach the thought of it, Michael, to be candid, of watching him with with someone else. Okay, meaning him with another woman. That was what yeah. you, okay. Yeah, and you know, but I was going to be a trooper, right? I, I was a team player. We were going to ranger through this. And and we, we did, we did talk a lot about it. And I, and what I love, love, love about my husband is that I can be vulnerable, insecure, stupidly insecure sometimes, and we can still, we can still talk about it. And he can, we, we, we call it, you know, he talks me off the roof for a bit. And I, I said, okay. So we did, we met, he set up a couple and we met them and the play started and I just, I could not do it. And I just told them this isn't really going to, going to work for me. You being engaged with somebody else, um, selfishly or, or not, I can't even think selfishly because I would engage with others because of the, the looks my husband would give me in those moments. Mm-hmm. And, and then the after, aftercare that I got after all all of it was said and done and he was far more passionate with me which was very intriguing to me and then I'll be candid Michael we went through some series of I went as as a woman right I went through some series of emotions well why am am I not good enough for you right right why do you need the extra Right. And, and we did, we talked a lot about that and we talked about the insecurity of it. And was I really that insecure and, you know, come to, to find out, yes, I was. And what helped us and helped me tremendously through all of this was he loves to take pictures mm-hmm. and he just has a collection of pictures of me that I find to this day astounding because it probably- <laughs> We could just be anywhere and he'll say, don't move. And he'll take a picture of me and then he'll show me. And I'm like, wow, that's me. It doesn't even look like me. And he says, yes, that is you. And this is what other people see. And it honestly, it took a good five years before I was really comfortable, beginning to get comfortable in that skin, in that frame of mind of, wow, other people see what my husband sees and mm-hmm. now I think I kind of understand what I had a real hard time understanding was his pleasure 
that, and we talked about it, this pleasure center, and it was his pleasure center with him watching me, and he can watch me just sometimes change into into whatever, you know, and he calls it, give me a modeling show, and and his watching me, I didn't really understand in the beginning, um, but as we talked further and further, and he's so much happier, because it feels like when he finally found out that there was other people, there was other couples like us, and we gave it a name, because we kind of talk about things like that. If you give it a name, mm-hmm. then you can test it, right? And so now we had a name. Right. Now I'm going to share with this trip that we had in D.C. And he had arranged for a bull. We didn't know at the time that that's what it was, right? Right. <laughs> but just a phenomenal intellectual musician, my kind of guy, all the way around. And he asked my husband a series of questions of, of um, would he be watching? Would he be taking pictures and, and things? And would he share the pictures with him? And he started talking about his pleasure in watching. And then we just thought, oh, he's just a voyeur, right? He he likes to watch. And then as we furthered the conversation, he introduced us to the term compersion. And then we we went on and researched what compersion was, and just, was that really what, what, what my husband was feeling? And to an extent, yes, it is. It, it, it definitely is. But when the skies really parted was when we dis- when he discovered the, the stag and vixen community, and he says, I know what we are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. He says, I know what we are. I'm a stag, and you're a vixen. I was like, what? <laughs> So we went through the whole, we went back to school again, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of learned all that was. Um, but it has been a very interesting ride. So, um, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, but, for me, mm-hmm. but for me, it was the, what helped me along was his pictures. And what helped me along was to physically see Michael. You can, I wish one day we can share his, his pictures and for you to see the transition from a frumpy, you know, person to now I can walk free with just really tight fitting clothes and, Mm -hmm. and comfortable in my own skin. Right. You're embracing your sexiness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am. I I haven't really totally embraced, you know, that inner slut. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a process. You'll, you'll get there. With with your help and definition, it it is, it is, it is helping me tremendously. Um, so yeah, that's, that was what really helped for me was, was the photos and to see the evolution of it all. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, obviously you said, he said that you guys are on your, this is your second marriage for both of you. And one thing that I didn't get to if you don't mind me asking, because it, it helps my listeners kind of relate, uh, how old are you both? I'm 52. I just turned 52 in, in August. Okay, and Mr. B? I'm 60, 61. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So, Mrs. B, your prior marriage, what were you, like, was it with, a, I guess, when I say traditional, I mean, was it the, the, the type of guy that, you know, he didn't like you getting attention? Did you find yourself oh, like, dressing down? Like, what, what, what was yes. sex like and it what was, was your, your, the, your view of yourself when you were in that marriage? Wow, that's a loaded question, Michael. <laughs> um, I'll, yeah, I mean, I, in that marriage, 
you know, early 30s. Um, I'm five foot, so I was, you know, overweight. And I and now looking back, the the manner of dress, the I would I would feel ashamed if other people looked at me, if other men looked at me. Um, and I deliberately dressed down. Mm-hmm. Um, I dummied down too right. quite a bit. And from from every aspect, from an intellectual aspect to a professional aspect, to dress, um, our sex life was was. Not going to say it was bad because it was all I knew, right. right? It was your traditional, you know, your traditional sex life. You do it once a week and enjoy it, and several times during the week when the kids went off to school in the morning, sometimes. But you know, it was looking back. You know, you can never go back, right? Once you've opened up the, the box, it's 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 hard to, to go back. Um, it was if I had to compare it. it was now that I see it pretty boring, right? But at the time, I didn't know anything. Like you said, that was, at the time, it was your normal. So mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it, was, mm-hmm. it was all you knew. It's just, it's one of the things that I like to highlight that I guess I seldom see getting talked about. Like so much emphasis on this lifestyle is put on what people see. And one of the things that I really enjoy about it is, is seeing what it does to a woman's confidence. You know, not not just... And her, you know, being more comfortable wearing tight jeans and heels, but just the way that she feels about herself, you know, the way that, you know, like you said, now you're able to look at pictures of yourself and, and see what he sees, you right. know, and, you know, that's been there all along. You're just starting to discover it or, or rediscover it, you know, and. Yeah, and, and it did, it did take, pardon me, it did take him to, to really just take a gazillion pictures and and come back and say you see this 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 That's is me. you and that was that was real a real game changer for me uh-huh. and it made everything else seem a little bit easier to hear um and let me tell you something about mr b he's being <laughs> real he's being over there real real you know this was a challenge for him. It was not easy. Mm-hmm. I was not easy at all. And I recognize that. And I almost regret it to be candid with you that if I was just on board, I mean, like from day one, man, we would have, have had twice the fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I was, I was a very traditionalist and very resistant. And it did. It took a lot of sweet talking. It took a lot of, confidence building and I think that he knew that from the get-go is that if I was going to if I was going to agree to anything and I needed to feel confident enough to do it and yeah so let me ask you from the time he first brought it up Mm -hmm. how long would you say it took before a you, you, so it was three years before you actually had yeah. your initial experience with a with a yeah. lifestyle experience yeah, with was, a couple. It, it was three years. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if we just, if I had just gotten over myself and all of, I'll tell you what, what was the, the most challenging and then at the, in the same sentence, the most liberating when it happened. Mm-hmm. The most challenging was dressing 
sexy for my husband that in my mind was not appropriate to, to be out, right? And then is, do I really look good in this not appropriate clothing in the middle of a mall somewhere? And then I, I was paying attention to people looking at me, but I was paying attention to the wrong people looking at me, you know, because mm-hmm. women aren't very, very kind. No, absolutely. And, absolutely. I know exactly and, what you're talking about. So and I was paying attention to that while he was enjoying himself watching the men turn almost bump into walls right, and he would right. get a out of that and getting elbowed get from uh, getting elbowed from their wives as they get caught looking at you. Right. And, and <laughs> I'm looking at and I'm looking at it, these women hate me. Yeah, but the judgment uh, in their eyes. Me, why are you making me and I would, why are you making me dress like this? Can you not see? And he's going like, Stop. Just stop. Can you not see how people really are looking we're like yes i can look at these chicks they're hating me and so 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 that instead of pressing forward i was real resistant to it michael mm-hmm. super resistant to it and then you know we just started he said okay what do we need to do to make you feel better and we started to exercise together and we started to to just do try to have a better healthy life and then my clothes started to feel better to me, right? I wasn't really look because I wasn't looking at it. How does it look? How does it feel on? Right. Is it really comfortable? And I would put things on and not even look in the mirror. I'm um, be really honest with you. I would try things on and I would look at his face first. And after I would look at his face, then I would turn around and look in the mirror. <laughs> um, that that went on for. I'm going to say a couple, a couple of years and I'm super spoiled, Michael. I'm a woman that doesn't like to shop. I could rather poke a hot object in my eyeball (laughs) and my husband loves to shop. Oh my God. He, when we first started dating, I would get home and he'd have outfits lined up on the bed from, from outfit to broad underwear to shoes and he had this most amazing ability just to go out and get me stuff and shoes and they would fit everything would fit and i would be like man this is the life i don't ever have to walk into a mall again (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that was a relief for you oh my you have no idea how much a relief it was to me because i'm slightly colorblind so which was another thing as as a woman, right? You don't have class, you don't have style, you don't have anything because you just want to make sure that you did get the black pair of pants and whatever color everybody else sees shirt that matches my black. Right. <laughs> you know? okay. So okay. it was a huge relief. So let and me fast I forward a bit. Hold yeah. on, hold that thought. Let me just fast forward a bit just to kind of let people see, because like I said, I, I wanted to give people an idea of where you were coming from. Okay. okay. So now let's just kind of jump a little bit to let people see where you've arrived to. So now, meaning right now, like as recent as a couple of days ago or even today, when you're out walking with your husband and you see those same women looking at you with those same looks in their eyes, what does that look do to you now? Like how do you process that? Um you know, that's a tough one for me because, you know, we're so volatile in our emotions at days. Some days 
I can look at it and it not bother me at all. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I really honestly think my husband likes it. I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel good now wearing it because I see my husband walk his his little pep in his step too. So that, that is very comforting to me and I don't care. And then there are other times when, when it, it is, it just sears right through me and I'll just give him a look like, did you not see that? And he'd say, that's just jealous. They yeah. wish they could come like you walking up, <laughs> you know, and he does, he does, he does take the sting away from it. And then I can, I can process that a lot faster. It no longer devastates me like it used to. Is there any part of you, and maybe it is, maybe it's not, is there any part of you that when a woman looks at you that way, is there any part of you that feels like sorry for her that she's not at a point in her life where she can feel that good about Mm -hmm. herself because you know, you can probably understand the type of situation that she's in where maybe she's not encouraged to look her best and feel her best. And she's embraced for those things. So you can kind of understand why they maybe have that disdain in their eyes when they look at you. I do. I do absolutely do because I was one of them. Right. So, so I do, I, I do feel, I'm not going to say sorry for them because that's not really the, the accurate description of the emotion. It's, it's more, um, it's more, I, I, a wish for them. It's like, I wish you could somehow be liberated from that body shaming and stereotype and that you're not able to embrace, you know, what's really there. Um, but I can't say sorry because it's really not a sorry feeling. It's just I just wish you could feel what this is, what this feels like. Right. The liberation, you know. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. So let me go back to to Mr. B. So you know, you're you're kind of taking your baby steps in the lifestyle. You know, you you took the time to to get her comfortable enough to to have this experience, and you go into you know playing with other couples, but it, 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 it really wasn't for you. And Mrs. B had said earlier that you being with another woman was just not in the cards for her at all. So that very first couple that you played with, did you have to interact with the other wife at all? Like, or did you just immediately from the very first experience walk through the door and just plop down in a chair to watch? Or did you have to engage well, the wife actually, and then ease back off of that? The, the, the very first experience we had um, that was planned because we'd had one that was sort of spontaneous. We'd gone to Atlanta to the trapeze club and we picked up a couple and took them back to the hotel. We didn't know what we were doing. We what we were doing. Um, and I honestly, I wasn't that attracted to the woman. So I kind of just, just on my own, I just kind of, you know, stayed away and I took pictures. Right. But the, the first couple that we planned, we met, you know, we, we, we set up a date, went back to the room. The entire, um, premise was to take pictures she brought outfits and we took a whole lot of pictures of her and she would change into outfits and we took like a boudoir photo shoot for her and her husband and as things just progressed you know we everybody's naked and and then 
uh, I, I kind of fell in with her. And I really wasn't that comfortable because I'm always watching. I'm always watching her to make sure that she's okay. Right. And we have a. Oh, we even have a code phrase that we use, um, and and we we say it to each other. And if we say it in the right sequence, and I mean it's, it's very scientific. But if we say it in the right sequence and the right uh, words, then we know the other one's okay. And she can say it out loud, and no one will know. Right and now, would you mind would you mind sharing that with my listeners? So that you know. Um, just... Well, I, she has to repeat exactly what I say, and so I will say, "Are you okay? Or are you fine?" And she has to say, "I am okay," or "I am fine." Mm-hmm. If I were to say, "Are you okay?" and she says, "Yeah, I'm good," then I know something's wrong. Right. And the other person doesn't have any idea because they think she's right. liking it. She's good. And then I will have to then figure out what is it and then intervene and, and change it up or terminate it or whatever it is. But we, we use that code word. And we were taught that by another couple. Right. No, that's so, something uh, that I've said on my, on my show before. And I, I think maybe I need to, to bring it up more often because as a couple, it's a very handy tool to have in your tool bag. To be and, yes. and not just one thing, but to have different things that you can say that, you know, that allow you to kind of remove yourself from a situation without bringing it to anyone else's attention. For example, I had, a, you know, I had a party recently and I'm I'm sure that couple is going to listen to this podcast and they'll probably have a good chuckle about it. But, uh, you know, a wife was at a party and, and, and you know, a guy went to kiss her and afterwards she told her husband that you know, he's got really bad breath, <laughs> you know, and, you know, she didn't want to do anything else with him for the rest of the night, you know? Yeah. So whenever the husband saw that guy kind of making his move, you know, he would come up with something, you know, something yeah. to say or, or whatever, but that way it never got awkward. You know, and yeah. I think that, you know, couples who are just getting started in this, that's something that's very helpful to them to know that they can kind of create these little, you know, code words and code phrases that allow mm-hmm. them to know what the other person is feeling so that, you yes. know, the husband can get her out of a situation without tipping, you know, without tipping the other people off. So we, um, we, we got into it and I could immediately tell when I was, I was interacting with the other woman, I'm looking at her and I can just tell something's not right. So I just kind of withdrew and then things progressed well. And then, like I said, I just, I moved over to a corner of the room and I just sat down literally in the chair and I just watched and everything was fine. Um, I mean, we have even had an experience where we had another female um, she spent the, the, the weekend with us. Um, and I would say 90% of the interaction was between her and, and the other woman. And they would look up every now and then, and she would say, Where, where's, where's B? And Miss mm-hmm. B would go, oh, he's in the chair over there. And she'd pop up and go, you okay? And I'd say, I'm fine. So I'm just, before we kind know. of move too far off of that, because the thought just kind of popped into my head, Miss B, are you bi? No. Nope. <laughs> okay, so your enjoyment of 
you know, because obviously from what it sounds like, what he just described is you were playing with a woman because mm-hmm. he wasn't involved. He was just taking pictures. So I'm just kind of curious if you're not by, where is your pleasure coming from in that moment? Him. Okay. Watching so you're, him. so you're feeding I, primarily I off of correct. how much he's enjoying the scene. Uh-huh. And, and I'll tell him, I'll tell him daddy's going to get a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he does. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I, I did not venture into, into any of this, um, with an open mind. I don't want to let anybody out there believe that I came into this with an open mind and I said, okay, let me let my hair down and and let's get down and dirty. Oh no, this was, this was very challenging for me. You went kicking and And screaming. (laughs) I was literally kicking and screaming and, and you know, it was, it was challenging because it just did not, it just did not resonate with me at first. Um, and I had a, I had to shed a lot of biases. I had to shed a lot of, of misconceptions and, and misinterpretations of things and, and all of that to really get down to the core of, you know what, there is a deeper relationship here between us. And this is, this is. And it's going to sound strange, but my husband had to convince me for years that what we got going on is long term, and it's 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 a forever kind of thing. And when I finally, finally got all of those insecurities out of my head, then I was able to open up and embrace what was pleasurable to my husband, and then it became okay that it didn't necessarily always have to be me in that sense. Mm -hmm. And he reassures me it's all of his fantasies, everything that he talks about, everything, the center of it all has has been me. And like I tell you, when I finally came to that acceptance, um, I am now more comfortable with being open to even having this conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this took a lot of this took, it took week, had a long weeks time. and weeks of, of conversation and, c- and communication between us mm-hmm. to get to be comfortable expressing this, you know, in this manner to an outside audience. And What's again, it? we said we'll everything and anything at least once. Right. And you know, it's really funny because I'm, I'm like an anomaly. I'm an oxymoron in the sense that I'm a pretty private person. And then here, here I, I open up the Twitter sometimes, and he's got like slews of pictures of me. And he'll he always tells me he always and he'll always share with me what's going to go up and and things. And it never really I don't connect those two dots, even though I know he's going to do it, even though I, he's he's really enjoying it. But it's not until I actually see it that I'm like, oh my god, people are really looking at this. Oh my God, they really like this. Um, it's that has been very interesting to me, and it's still not getting used to because it you would never know that I'm this kind of private person when you see our Twitter account, but mm-hmm. it has taken me, it has taken me a long time to 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 be 
wow, that really is me. And some some of these pictures, I still have to question. Why I have to I ask them, wow, that was me, and of course that was you. Um, yeah, so. But I, I'm just going to comment, and and you tell me if we've gotten again the user term off track. When you asked if she was bi, um, what we found in the traditional lifestyle was that sort of expected out of the women. Right. Uh, it's sort of a, a requirement that, that the woman be bi. And so, again, it didn't resonate with us because she'll tell you in a heartbeat, I like dick. That's what she tells me. She goes, <laughs> I like dick. So I'm like, okay, that's what, you know, that's what we're going to focus on. Um, but we've been, we've had bi uh, encounters with, with bi men and, and bi women. And it's all in our, I'm going to say, our journey of experiences. We're very open. We're, we, we, uh, we, we read a lot. We're very spiritual. Um, you know, we, we, she listens to, she's introduced me to a whole realm of spirituality that I didn't know existed. And we listen to a lot of podcasts on opening your mind and, and, and moving your elevating yourself. And so we've taken that into our experiences where, you know, we, we find, a, uh, come across a guy and he'll very, very openly say, well, I'm bi. And we're like, that, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And, and, bother <laughs> us. and then we'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, and same thing with women. So it was, and this woman that we had, she wasn't bi. No. Um, it just, the, the stars aligned, as we put it. The stars aligned. She wasn't by, but she was up for what we were, you know, wanting to do. And she enjoyed herself, and we had a great, um, great time. And we still correspond with her. She lives on the West Coast, and, um, you know, she's she's a friend. So um, that that's in the, the realm of us wanting to continually have experiences uh, in this with with a with an open mind. You know, and and. Mr. B just said something pretty, pretty powerful in the sense that it has taken me a long time that in this lifestyle, you may make friends and then a lot of people, maybe it's not talked a lot about, but it's not about the friendship. It's about the physical release or the physical attraction. It is just about the sex. Right. And that is, that has been the most challenging for me because I'm a tree hugger, Michael. I've, I'm going to hug you. I'm going <laughs> to love on you. I, I, I'm going to want to be your friend. Um, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to fuck you, I'm going to, I'm going to have to like you. Right. Um, and that has been the most challenging for me. And, and I still, I still struggle with that. I still, I, cause I kind of want to be your friend first. If <laughs> 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 he's going like, baby, they're not interested in being your friend. They're not, they just want, they just want, they want to get all up in that. All righty. Okay. So when we left off, you were telling me how, you know, you've encountered people and their own sexual preference, how it doesn't, it doesn't even phase you. And so we, we kind of had a little conversation off air a little bit and what I want to get into now is we talked about everything leading up to it. So now I want to talk about that first truly hot wifing experience that you had where there was no other woman involved. It was just you, your lovely wife, and a bull. So Mr. B, kind of take me there when you, 
you know, you're sitting there and you're watching and you're kind of having that interior dialogue where it's like, okay, everything that I thought about, everything that I fantasize about, it's finally happening. Like there's nobody, there's no other wife there to distract you or anything. So kind of walk my listeners through that for you. Uh, it was amazing. Um, I was watching her, you know, after they got undressed and, and uh, this particular bull that I have in mind for what, the, one of the first that we had actually set up and, and done, he, he was experienced. Um, so, I mean, they got undressed, they got in the, the bed and um, she kind of, and the, the term we used later was she kind of, uh, I went to Tahiti. She went to Tahiti. That's <laughs> her. I, she, I watched her. She forgot I was in the room. I forgot the room. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was okay because to me, she was enjoying it. I mean, I, I told her later, I mean, I, uh, and, and I showed her some of the videos and things. I mean, she inhaled him. That was the only term I mm-hmm. could use. Um, uh, she went down on him. She, uh, just enjoyed it. I mean, uh, and then, you know, when he entered her, uh, the, the, the moans, the, 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 the toes curling, um, the whole nine yards, it was all there. And, uh, I could tell she really enjoyed it. And I knew, and I knew that when it was over, she was going to be like, Oh my God, I feel so bad because I enjoyed it. And and I was already having that conversation uh, with myself about how I was going to address that with her. Um, but I said, for right now, I'm just glad she's enjoying it. And we talked about the term compersion. I mean, I, I felt so happy that she was enjoying it. And at the same time, I'm, I'm just enjoying the view. And, uh, they, they went at it for quite a while. That's all I remember. It was, they was a quite a while. He's a younger guy than me. So he was, uh, he was, I'm going to say literally he was up for the occasion the whole time. And, um, it, w- it was amazing to watch. So, uh, speaking of those, those, of those feelings of guilt, Mrs. B, did you experience anything like that afterwards? Like, was there any guilt? Guilt for what you had done, yes. guilt for enjoying it, like kind of walk us through that for you. Yes. And, you know, Mr. B says he's not jealous. And we 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 talked about it. And then he says, oh, my God, I might have just gotten a bit jealous. <laughs> I said, you what? And, and then he said, you know, you just, you, you were just, your eyes rolled and I went like, Holy moly, honey, I'm so sorry. I felt guilty. I am so sorry that I went to Tahiti. And he <laughs> said, but you came back. And I went like, yeah, um, but I did. And I did feel really guilty that I had, that I allowed myself to let go like that and enjoy it. You know, keep in mind, everything that we had done till right till that moment, I was putting on the show mm-hmm. I mean there were occasions there were occasions where he was you know everything was said and done and he'd be like oh my god I got these great pictures was that really good and I'm like yeah he's okay he said what look at these pictures I'm going like yeah it's an academy award winning <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I was faking it. And he's going like, are you kidding me? No. Um, so that was most, most of our encounters have been that way where, where I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't allow myself to let go and enjoy. And I really think with that particular one, man, Michael, I went to my 17 year old band nerd self and I saw that boy and I just went like, that one <laughs> I came over me <laughs> so let so let me ask you 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 said that most of the time you're kind of just going through the motions and putting on a show but that time you weren't do you mean that everything leading up to that was you putting on a show and that was kind of the beginning of you being able to enjoy it or was that just kind of a blip on the radar and you've gone back to putting on a show you know, since that particular one, I can I can candidly say that's the only one that I that I can tell you that um, we've 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 encountered him two more times, mm-hmm. and that's the only one that I can that I can say that that it starts off as a show, and then I go to Tahiti. So would you tell me he knows what? <laughs> that boy just knows how to talk. I don't have no other. <laughs> Other, you know, not to be crass, but he does. He just knows how to read my body. He knows how to do, yeah. And and there's no need for talking through or instruction right. or anything. Is it is quite interesting. Okay, so this brings um, an and- this brings an interesting question to mind, and I know that some of my listeners are probably going to be wondering this, and I would be remiss if I didn't at least touch on it. And that okay. is. So aside from that one person, do, okay, what I've noticed with a lot of couples is in the beginning, the wife is usually doing it to make him happy because he wants Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't see any issue with that because that's how most people get into it. Meaning say, for example, the night of your first experience, like you're getting ready to do it and you've talked about it for a while and it's built up. If at that moment the husband decides, you know what, never mind, I don't want to do this, I think 99% of the wives would be like, okay, because they they were doing it for him anyway, you know. Right. But what usually happens is after those first few experiences, it starts to shift and they start to get to the point where they're doing it because they enjoy it. And what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to I guess discover or uncover about you is are you still searching for that point? Like like is your husband still the driving force for why you do this? Because you like to, you know, you like you say you you see that look in his face and you know that you're pleasing him and and but as far as your actual enjoyment with the guys doesn't really seem to be on the level of that one particular guy. Like, like you said, he was, has been the anomaly, you know, he's the, uh-huh. the exception to the rule, but pretty much any other guy that you've been with hasn't really done it for you in that way. So you're feeding off of your husband's energy as opposed to off Correct. of their energy. So what, I, what I'm trying to figure out is like, what is, what is if, if if it's not the pleasure that the the bull is giving you, 
what what's driving you in 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 these scenarios? Like what what is what is keeping you from feeling like I'd rather not be there. I'm just doing it for him. Like what keeps you from having that mindset? This is going to be a very surprising answer. Um, it's very empowering mm-hmm. to me. And it is it is that empowerment of I there is I'm giving an absolute stranger pleasure for my husband to watch, yes. Mm-hmm. But then it shifts over to now I'm gonna I'm gonna really give give this person a good sexual experience because at that point now I want them to come back and tell my husband, whew, that was that man, that was absolutely incredible. Okay. I'm gonna stop you right Whether, there. No, no. I, I okay. trust me, I need to stop you right there. And you you when I when I <laughs> okay. say it when I say it, you will understand why. And okay. there are women who I know who will who who are listening to this. They know why I'm stopping you. You have said, okay, I'm a, a dominant by nature in this lifestyle. And I don't force my dominance on anyone. I'm not domineering. But I do have women who are submissive to me. And I love to share. And what I have, you know, what I put in their head is the idea of the guys that you play with almost become faceless. Like your Mm -hmm. primary goal, your primary objective when you play with them is to please me. And this is what I tell them. What I want is I want you to fuck that guy because you're representing me. And I want you to make me look good. So when you fuck him... Mm -hmm. I want you to fuck him so well that when you're done, he comes up to me and shakes my hand and congratulates me and raves about how well you fucked him. And Mm -hmm. you are probably the first woman that I've heard articulate that. Like, that's how you go into it. Like, you don't need anyone to condition your mind. Like, that's how you naturally see it. And it's just, for me, it's just fascinating to hear a woman say that because I've been saying that for years. (laughs) I've been saying that for years. Wow, well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. You know, because my husband and I, we talk about everything, yes? Mm -hmm. But I don't think we've ever really talked about, um, he's always said, well, I want you to enjoy it just as much as I am. And, well, I am in in that that frame of mind Right, it's just just (laughs) a different... It's just a different level of enjoyment, you know. In other words, you're, you're, because that's what I was wondering. I was like, okay, what? Because obviously you you enjoy it. Like I don't get the impression that you're just kind of laying there going through the motions. Oh, but uh-uh. you're not necessarily enjoying it in the same way that maybe other women may be enjoying it, where they're enjoying the physical act of being with another man, whereas it's like you're enjoying it on. You know, the mental. Right. Where it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to make sure this guy has a mind blowing experience yes. because at the same that time, you know that <laughs> your physical enjoyment is going to come when you get to be reclaimed by your husband. 
So it's yeah. not it's not like you're me. missing out. It just becomes part That's of correct. it's almost like the guy you're with almost becomes like foreplay for you and your husband. Yes. And yes, very much. It's just that this one guy was kind of able to kind of break through your defenses, so to speak, <laughs> where he got mm-hmm. you to shift your focus, where normally you're able to be kind of laser focused and, okay, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to blow the guy's mind. And what wound up happening is that one guy turned the tables on you. Right, right. But it's rare right. that that happens. And it's, and, it's, it's, well, and it's very interesting, too, what, what I'm telling. What my journey throughout this was... I got to be pretty heady about it, too. And, you know, Mr. B talked about our spirituality and, and things. I'm a real energy kind of kind of gal. And if I don't get the right vibe from you, or just, it's very hard to describe unless you've, you've experienced it, right? Um, it's what I have noticed is a lot of men are so proud uh, about pleasing a woman without even knowing how to please a woman. They, they learn how to have intercourse. They learn how to fuck by watching pretend porn and thinking that women just want to be banged and they want to be flipped around and their dick shoved down their throat and all of that. And it's not like that at all. And when a man comes at me mm-hmm. like that, it's, it's, I kind of flip a switch in my head and I turn it around and now I'm fucking the shit out of you. Oh, and look at you. You're going with your bad self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, it, that is because it is like, boy, who taught you how to fuck? Let me, let me learn you how here. Mm-hmm. And it's, becomes that kind of experience that we both end up enjoying and the videos actually turn out really great. Right. Um, do I get pleasure? Yes, but it's, it's physical. Of course you're going to get some physical stimulation. Um, but my, my mind blowing orgasm comes after mm-hmm. from my husband. No, and I just, that's what I just wanted to clear it up because like I said, what I didn't want, was for people to listen to this and say, man, it's, it sounds like she's just doing this for her husband. Like I knew that that wasn't the case. I was just trying to, to pull out Mm -hmm. what it was that motivated you. Cause obviously, like I said, I know that you're getting something out of it. I could just see that it it wasn't what most women get out of these types of encounters, but there's something. And it's almost like, it's almost like you, you go into this with the mentality of, of a, of a bull, of a guy, you know, like, like, no, like seriously, yeah. like I, I see similarities between yeah. the way that you approach it and the way that I approach these things myself sometimes where, you know, yes, I'm enjoying myself physically, but the, the, the main thing that drives me is what do I have to do to give this woman a fantastic experience? And I'm, and mm-hmm. I, and I'm mindful of that you know, whether it's positions or tempo or pace or whatever, like I'm, I'm mindful of what type of experience is, is, is she getting? And, you know, even if it comes at the expense of maybe prolonging my own (laughs) satisfaction and making myself wait longer or holding out or whatever the case may be. And, you know, listening to you talk about the way that you kind of, you know, 
maneuver within these encounters, I'll be honest, it sounds a lot like a guy. <laughs> like, like, like not to make yourself funny, but it's like, you're kind of treating the, the bull like your bitch. Well, and I, I hope that they don't mind. You well, know how I refreshing mean, it would be? Can you imagine, Michael, how refreshing it would be for a bull? You know, he's all excited. He thinks he's going to bring all of, you know, all of what he's got. And then it ends up that he gets the shit fucked out of oh no it it would it would definitely be interesting uh for sure um i i find you know i'm curious like i wonder how i would handle that type of situation if somebody tried to turn the tables and put it on me would i just kind of sit back and let it or would i match their intensity you know um awesome of an experience that would be yeah yeah it would be but as 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 shaq and charles like to say There'd be some furniture moving, <laughs> you know, things, things would get broken, <laughs> you know? So no, I, I, I find it very interesting after doing some probing that, and, and you're probably, I'm not going to say you're the first person I've talked to who's done that, but you've done, you've definitely been the first person I've talked to who's been able to articulate that. And that is, you know, like I said, it, it it really sounds like you enjoy making these bulls your bitch. You know, like like I, like you want to you want to leave them laying there. The- yeah, like you want to just leave I'm them laying there, curled up in the fetal position, sucking their thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like if if that's you know my thing is own it you know like if that's what you if that's what look if that's what you bring to the table own it you know if a guy is too if a guy is afraid to to to, to go a couple rounds with you because he doesn't want to wind up curled up in the fetal that's on him <laughs> you know like you should want a guy that welcomes that challenge that welcomes that you know like you know, like okay, I'll ride that. I'll ride that Bronco. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for my eight <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you know, I might get thrown to the ground, but I'm not afraid to try. You know, like I, I, I find that very refreshing. I'll be honest with you, I find that very, very refreshing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I dug a, a little deeper. Um, so, Mr. B, let me ask you now. Is this like she said that you guys? I don't know how often you talk about this aspect of it. Like, what does that look like from your perspective when you see her? I, like, I'm not going to say breaking the will, but it's 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 you know where you can tell that these guys are getting an experience that maybe they weren't anticipating. Oh, I'm I'm again. To me, it's on so many levels i welcome it because again i enjoy watching her enjoy herself and then if i really sense that she has really enjoyed herself that just takes it to a whole new level for me and um i would say as we progress through this she's more able to articulate what she did enjoy about it and she's having less and less of the go to tahiti moments mm-hmm. and she's actually in Enjoying it. Um, one of the things that I do when you talk about jealousy, 
we only, I have one preference that I tell her, um, is that when she's, when she's, you know, engaged, engaged, legs wrapped around the guy, whatever, she starts to whisper sometimes to him. She will be kissing him and, and, and then I can see her and she'll bend his ear over and she will whisper things to him. And then I notice he like reacts and he starts thrusting a little differently and she's whispering. And then when it's over, I'm like, what did you say to him? And she's like, well, I don't remember. I just, I was just talking and I'm like, well, you know, okay, now I feel left out. (laughs) No, I couldn't hear. I couldn't walk over to the bed. Right. right. You don't want to tell her to repeat herself. Like, Hey, can you say that again louder this time? What are you guys talking about? So I actually, I had to, I had to analyze that on my own self. It's like, you know, I asked her to do this and we agreed, you know, to try this out. And now here I come with my insecurities mm-hmm. of when I see her passionately, again, it, 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 there's this line of enjoying it. And then this line of where I see her become passionate and I, I know her is for her to cross that line and become passionate. She has to give up a little of herself mm-hmm. and she has become a little emotionally invested. And so that for me, I had to go through, uh, okay, she's done so much of this for me. Who am I now to come and place my insecurities in the middle of all of this when we've worked so hard as a couple to get to a point where we can really enjoy it? And we talk about it, but then I just said, you know what, if you're going to whisper, whisper, you know, just enjoy it. And and then I realized that was just her. That's her. That's who she is. And I can't, I can't get her to express herself differently. Right. Just for me. Right. Like She's you got her in this. You, you can't necessarily tell her how to do the lifestyle. Correct. Yeah. So we did go through a little, we went through a couple discussions about the whispering. In my defense, Michael, there's a lot of time. I, you know, that there's that moment where the, bull stops I can't express I can't articulate it really but there's a moment where the bull stops being a bull and he just lets go and he starts enjoying and and a lot of the time because I know that he doesn't like me to whisper but they're they're whispering in my ear is this is this okay does this feel good or they'll start expressing how good they feel mm. and and how you know, they'll start complimenting how I look and, and I see the shift or I feel the shift. And that's when he starts observing and seeing that his, I think what, what he's describing is he's seeing the shift from the bull being a bull to the, to the bull being just this guy who's really enjoying. So that's, so that's interesting. And, And here's why I find it interesting. You say that you, more often than not are in putting on a show mode. Like that's the mode that you are in and and putting on a show for your husband. Mm -hmm. And yet you enjoy it when you're a, because that's the mode that some bulls go into this with is putting on a show mode. Like, okay, I'm here to give this couple the experience that they are looking for. And you find pleasure and enjoyment in getting that bull out of that 
putting on a show mode. It's almost like you're saying, okay, there's only going to be one of us here in that mode. Like one of us has got to be enjoying it naturally. Like we can't both right. be in that same, we're going to put on a show mode because the energy doesn't really work. Like we, you know, right. one person that's like dancing, one person needs to lead. The other person kind of needs to follow for it to, mm-hmm. you know, for it to be our best performance, you know, and it's, I just find it interesting that you're consciously aware of that shift when he goes from being in that putting on a show mode to just enjoying the experience and taking right. whatever happens, happens, you know, not thinking right. so and much it, about it, just experiencing it. Right. And it's the energy is almost palatable. Mm-hmm. And that's where my pleasure comes from from that commingling of energy. It's really hard to articulate or express, but it's when at that at that particular moment where all inhibitions are out and nobody's putting on the show of pretense, even though I even though I am, mm-hmm. it's it's that's why it's it's a little difficult to articulate, but but it No, the I, energy, I, I you're <laughs> you are a Bull in Vixen's clothing. <laughs> Where's my dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! No, uh, you. I, I don't know if it's in your future or not, but if if you if you ever 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 get your hands on a strap on, God bless that man. <laughs> She has one, and uh, Daddy honest, likes it. We, we use it regularly, oh, and well, we have more power we to have you. A that we've been talking to, we have yet to uh, to hook up because he's a couple states away. But we have discussed it, and he wants her to wear it when we meet. He wants her to wear the strap on, and so and I'm do kind her of thing. I'm kind of curious. Then, being like I said, that I've I've kind of detected this 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 part of your mentality. And I guess you won't really, because I, I don't know how gentle or not so gentle you are with your husband when you use it, you know, like extremely, extremely gentle. Right. Like, um, like I, I, I guess well, I would I'll, get I'll more say, of an answer. Say this, mm-hmm. I, I do him as if how I would like to be done. Okay, so, that's what I thought. Like, I'm, I would be more curious to see how you are with someone. Not that you don't care about, but that you're not so concerned about being like ultra gentle with. You know, I I think I would I would if I would be the same way. I'm 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 an empath to a fault, so. Um, and I, I'm a nurturer too. Mm-hmm. So if you can just take those, those two things in combination in a real, in a, in an environment where all inhibitions are, are released, are, are, are let down, let go of, um, I'm going to be that nurturing, satisfying pleasure giving pleasure receiving and be open to, to receiving the pleasure because it gives me just as much pleasure to give as it is to receive. Yeah. I hope that that translated oh, no, no. right. No, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. So 
let me ask you guys this question because I don't I try to keep my my interviews like right around an hour or so. So at this point in your life, and, and I'll, I'll direct this to Mr. B first. When you compare the woman that you initially met to where she is now, like how is she different? You know, like like what what is she about today that you know? Because like when you when you had these ideas, you kind of in your mind you knew what you hoped she evolved into, and now today she's evolved into someone. Yeah, and I have to answer that sort of. It, it's a conflicting answer because we've talked about this. She asked me, you know, early on, what, what, what attracted, what, what did you find attractive about me? You know, why, why did you want to be with me? And I said, because I saw the woman that you could become and that from that moment that I first saw you. I saw who you could become, and that's who I saw on day one was who you were going to become. Uh, it's kind of strange, but I did. I, I was able to, to see her, you know, four or five years, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be amazing. So I saw her this way from day one. However, the transformation, and I'm going to use that term, the transformation of her from when we first met and the way she would dress to what she does now, the way she carries herself, the way her confidence has increased, um, all of those things to me, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, I'm so, I, I get so happy and so overwhelmed with the joy of seeing her become who she really was capable of being. And that's a very confident, um, you know, secure, uh, beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. and that's who she is today, but that's how I've always seen her, even though she didn't see herself that way. Um, that's how uh, I've always seen her, and, you know, every day for us is like a building block. We're going to take where we are today, and now we're going to build and go to the next level, and we don't particularly have a goal in mind or anything. We may tomorrow just wake up and say, you know what? We're done with this. Right. We're, we're going to something else you know we don't we don't have any particular goal we're just really enjoying right. the ride right now i'm sure it's, um, it's definitely it is, an exciting ride for sure is, yeah the next step for us and we can talk about this maybe in a future podcast if you invite us back is we're going to meet a bull the, the same one that that she has found this connection mm -hmm. with um i've been there i've always been present but we're going to try and experiment, and that's exactly how we're we're doing approaching it. it. We're approaching it. We want an experiment where I'm going to leave the room, and I'm going to go down to the lobby and sit at the bar for a while, and I'm just going to leave them alone and see if she's able to either become more expressive, maybe even enjoy herself even more. We don't know. We right. don't know. So it's a it's a question, but it's one that we're going to explore, and we. We always said we would never do that. Mm -hmm. We always said, if, we, if we're not in the same room, then what's the point? But we have um, grown to a, a point now where I'm secure enough, and I know she can take care of herself. She is secure enough uh, to know that it, it is just what it is, and it's just this, this period of enjoyment. Um, we're going we're gonna to let her 
and take the training wheels off and let her pedal the bike on her own. And we'll see what happens. I look forward to, to hearing how, how that goes. But Mrs. B, I want to ask you a question now. When you look yes, at sir. yourself in the mirror today and you see, you know, just the way that you are, the, the, the way you feel about yourself, the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, the things that you've done, and then you look at where you came from. Like if you if you could go back and have a conversation with your, you know, say yourself the day before you met your husband. What would like what would you say to yourself in that moment? Like how have you changed? Wow. <laughs> um there's so many levels to that. That's such a multifaceted question because there has been so many changes. Um at all levels from from this from what we're talking about now and the life um I to let go of all judgment and to be who you were supposed to be and that is to be a confident beautiful woman who loves to to express yourself and it's okay to be sexy and it's okay to be seen it's okay to be admired it's okay to be lusted for and, and it not even be your fault, you know, (laughs) and it's okay. Um, that's what I would tell my, my, you know, 40 year old Mm -hmm. self. Um, and then, you know, it, I'm extremely proud of who I am at 50. You know, I, I can confidently tell you, Michael, that I feel prettier. I feel sexier. I feel um, attractive. I I now pay attention to my surroundings, and it's okay for women to give me those ugly looks and those ugly stares. Like we talked earlier, it's not feel sorry for them because I feel sorry for you, but it's it's more man. I wish, sister, you could you could step into into mm-hmm. this and step in how liberating this is, and you too can be sexy and beautiful and all of those things. Um, there is a little bit of lamenting that not all women are given permission right. to, to, to be ex- free. to express themselves in that way and be and be okay with it because there there's what I have experienced in the lifestyle is in traditional lifestyle where where it is so maybe it isn't obvious to other folks, but it's obvious to me from an energetic perspective on how it is so coerced and forced and it is so outside of who they really are because they haven't, the husband hasn't taken the time to grow with her and to nurture that vulnerability and that insecurity and allow her to grow to, to be that confident, beautiful woman. Um, I see it. And, and that's why for me, the, the traditional lifestyle just doesn't vibrate, doesn't resonate with me in that respect because it's not authentic. It's a, from my experience, mm-hmm. um, it's in that perspective, it's, you know, the men will tell you, oh, it's all about the women. It's all about the women. Okay. If it really were about the women, it would look very different than what it really is. And that's, I don't, that's how okay, I I'm see kind it. Of curious, and that's since why you bring I bring it up. I just, I don't want to kind of let, cause that's, that's an interesting statement. And it's not something that I hear very often. So I'm just kind of curious. Can you kind of go into 
I guess, a little bit more depth about what you mean by that statement when you say the guys say it's all about the women, but yet what you actually see on the ground makes you feel like it's otherwise. So I'm just kind of curious as well, like, what, what, I, what you mean by that. You know, I have, I've, because I'm looking at it with, with a different perspective and different set of eyes, right? It's a different shade of glasses. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going in with, with feeling the the feeling of it, the vibrational feeling of these people. Um, and I have seen women and they're, they're, the looks on their face and the, the needing to seek for approval from the husband, it's, it's palatable, Michael. It's, it's like, it's not authentic. It doesn't feel authentic. And the need for women to force themselves, because this is, once again, is my experience and my perception of women forcing themselves to like to be with other women, because that's what kind of is expected mm-hmm. of them. And you're not, you're not viewed the same when you're a woman and you say, I don't, I don't like playing with women. And then you're, you're kind of viewed very differently or you're asked, you know, you're a couple and you say, well, I play, but my, my husband doesn't play. And they're like, that is viewed in a very derogatory way as well. Okay. So I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correct. So you're referring to the, when they say it's all about the women in the actual swinging couples play type of dynamic. Okay. Okay. That's what I was trying just to, to, to understand. Um, like I said, that, that I may have to have you back because like I said, that's an episode that I do want to do, which is kind of comparing wife sharing to, to swinging and the differences that I see. And I, you know, I definitely have some, some things to say that, you know, might not be enjoyed by some people. So it'll, it'll definitely help when I have women to kind of co-sign those thoughts. mm -hmm, From my perspective, you know, the traditional swinging lifestyle, like once again, it's all about the women, but if there's a threesome, like you had said earlier, it's always the husband and two women. Um, And, and it's, it's, it's the husband doing both women. Um, you bring up something interesting, you know, not, and, and I've never not on women. like, and I, and I, I think part of the reason is whenever you, okay, whenever you ask a man who's in this lifestyle, especially a part of a swinging couple, well, what's the difference between you having two women and your wife having two men? And oftentimes his response is, oh well, if it's another guy, I'm kind of left out. You know, whereas if it's a woman, we can both play with her. And what I find interesting about that statement is that there's an assumption that your wife is bi. Or that your wife wants exactly. to do it. You know, like what if she has zero right. sexual interest in a woman? Now she's facing okay. the same quandary that you say you want to avoid by having her play with two men. You know, which is, well, what is there for me to do? You know, if she's not sexually interested in a woman and you've got two women, what is there for her to do? And again, that's another topic for another day. um, But it it just kind of gives me another layer of, of things that I can talk about. And 
it's it's it, that's going to be a very interesting episode to say the least. You know, because like <laughs> well, I good. said, I I, I know that there are going to be some men who are not going to enjoy it because I already know it's not really going to paint them in the best light. And I apologize beforehand, <laughs> you know, for anybody that's going to get offended, but. Yeah, there, there, there are going to be some hurt feelings after, you know, there's going to be some hurt feelings and there are going to be some women who are going to be asking their husbands some tough questions and they might not like the answers that they get, you know. Well, and, you know, Bede and I have had those moments where I've asked those tough mm-hmm. questions where, where you know, we, we went through this whole thing about new pussy and how men need to have new pussy and need to have new pussy. And I'm like, well, I don't need to have new dick. I mean, what's, what's the sensation of needing this new pussy? I'm going like, if this is what you want, then we need to have a whole different conversation and a whole different kind of relationship because I'm not down with you getting any kind of new pussy, period, <laughs> the story. I, I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. Um, and then come to find out after he did a lot of soul searching, after he did a lot of pondering and, and listening to what I was saying either nicely or venomously. Um, but a lot of my thoughts when it would come out venomously was you're just enticing me to do this because you want to go out and, and screw everybody with, with two legs. And he'd say, no, that, and it, there, he didn't have enough words to convince me that that was not the case. He had to prove to me in action that that was not the case, and I can't I can't recall any particular um, circumstance or situation. But there, you know, it, it took a long time for him to convince me that no, yes, when I was younger, or yes, when I I used to think that way, I used to believe that that was my kink and that's what I needed. But come to find out now, because we do talk a lot and don't let him fool you that he's just a wide open book. And we talk about <laughs> it. It took just as long to get him to open up to me and talk to me because I, I was relentless. I wasn't going to let it go. You know, if, if you want me to do something, well then, you know, if you want me to have two dicks, well then you suck a dick, you know? And <laughs> he's like, well, <laughs> okay, if we're going to do this for the experience, then, well, if you want me to take it in the ass, well, how about you take it in the ass? And how about I do it? You know, I do it mm. first. You know, and it was, it, 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 at first it would be kind of a discussion, right? And then it became kind of like a joking thing. And then it became, he was comfortable to really talk about it. He's going like, okay, I really want you to take it in the ass. I guess I can be open to it. You know, and that's that's kind of how we evolved in that nature. We're not, we didn't start off this lovely open book that he wants to talk about. No, it took a lot oh, of see, work. Now I might, on, we, have, on, we, have, we might have to do a part two for this. Cause now some things, now the, the, the covers are being pulled back a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's, yeah. that's what I'd like to do on, on my podcast is to, you know, to expose those real feelings and real emotions and the real journeys that, you know, that, that, that people go through. Yeah, the fondness of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but unfortunately, like I said, I'm going to have to go ahead and, and, and stop this one right there. So, but what I do want to ask you guys is, you know, you have people who are listening to this, who are wondering if they can do this. And one of the things that I like that you guys bring to the table is 
you know, you came to this party kind of, you know, later in life. And Thanks. there are couples out there mm-hmm. who feel like, well, maybe, you know, our time has passed and, you know, maybe it's too late for us to get into this. Like, what would you say to those couples that think that that their time has passed them? And I'd like to hear from both of you on that. You know, you go first, hon. Oh, I was going to say there is no, it's not past you. If you want to try it, you know, get up off the porch and go do it. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, direct messages come from our Twitter of people asking me that. And what's the secret? I said, you know, I'm just going to be like Nike. Just go do it. <laughs> and we and we always have a saying, you know, after we've done something, I'll look at her and I go, did the world end? And she'll say, no. I go, precisely. The world didn't end. It was just an experience. We either liked it or we didn't. And And if we liked it, then we're going to look at that and, and maybe expand on it or try it again. If we didn't like it, we'll talk about why we didn't like it and we'll make a decision at that point. You know, we, we won't try that one again. It, it wasn't good for either one of us. But then it's just an experience. Yeah. So I would, I, say, I would, do say, it. I would say the same. You know, and it's, it's easy for Amanda to, yeah, go do it. Um, but I think for a woman, there's, Men, please, 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 please take the time to listen to the nonverbal, to listen to the the your woman's body in the sense of when something doesn't feel right or on the flip side of the coin when something feels really good. And that comes down to having that conversation to build the courage. I mean, you this is your partner, this is your life partner and you might have spent 30 years with this person and never uncovered um, what was really sexually pleasing. Don't take that from your partner. I, I think it's it's a gift. It's a gift that your husband can give you or your boyfriend or your life partner can give to you to be that vulnerable, to share the, and open up with you that much and receive that information with an open heart and an open mind and then have the courage to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you both for for agreeing to come on on my show. This has been a a very interesting interview, to say the least. I like it when I learn something new. Um, For those people who are wondering, make sure that you follow them on Twitter. Uh, Not only are they a good follow, but he has a very interesting way of taking pictures of his wife and presenting them. And I think that, you know, anyone who looks at them will, it's hard for me to describe because I'm not a photographer, so I don't know the technical terms, but they're, they're very pleasing to look at and very tastefully done and well done. And, uh, let me get you there. Twitter handle is at P is in Peter F is in Franklin two zero one five. Again, that is at P F two zero one five. Please make sure you give them a one. Oh, I'm sorry. One. Yeah, okay. I see. There's there's two different things. Okay, my apologies. It's at PF two zero one five one, like the Bacardi one five one. So again, PF two zero one five one. Yeah, that's from my my college days. <laughs> you don't want to go messing with. You don't want to well, go messing with that one fifty one. The, the PF is passion fruit. That's our handle on some of the uh, lifestyle right, websites. Right. You find fruit, so we're PF. Okay. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So yeah, make sure you go and give them a follow, and I will include uh, the links to you know whatever uh, you know sites that they may be on, so that you know people can find you guys and reach out to you. Like I said, I think that I'm going to have to have you guys back. Uh, I know that I want to have you back for an after party episode. Uh, you know, if you're not aware, those are the episodes where basically we get really naughty and raunchy and talking about like actual experiences and actual sexual things that, that, that she enjoys and you guys enjoy, you know, so those episodes are always a lot of fun, but I like to do these episodes first because then it kind of sets up the after party episode. So again, I want to thank you both for coming on my show, Mr. B and Mrs. B. And uh, like I said, it's always a blessing for me to have people who are so willing to come and talk about their own journeys and their own lives. So that's something that I never want to take for granted. And to my listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this. Of course, like with everything else, it gets released to my Patreon supporters first. So if you're not yet a Patreon supporter, you know, hopefully you'll become one because you want to see me being able to continue to do this. And it's because of my Patreon supporters that make this possible, because if it wasn't for them, then this show would be a lot harder for me to put together. So if you want to see me, you know, continuing to provide you guys with this kind of content, you know, please think about becoming a Patreon supporter. It really helps. And it, you know, it, it can be as little as, you know, a dollar or $5 a month. You know, you don't have to be this kind of, you know, big contributor, every little bit helps. And I'm appreciative of, of every donation that people make. So thank you for, you know, to those of you who are already Patreon supporters. So once again, for the Keys and Anklets podcast, I am your host, Michael C, and I am signing off and I will see you when I see you. Take care. <laughs>